Hi, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. It always seems to me like we, as a country, are always just on the cusp of obliterating the American myth of Thanksgiving. We know the history. We know what this country did to Native Americans. We know that the story most of us were told as kids about Thanksgiving is, you know, kind of BS. But then the day comes, and my mother-in-law puts sausage in her stuffing, which is banging, and you see folks you haven't seen in a minute, and the house is all warm, and then you just kind of forget all that dark stuff. Or, you know, maybe that's just me. I don't know. But today, we're going to bring you an interview with Tommy Orange, author of the book There, There. The book was, deservedly, one of the buzziest back in 2018, and if you haven't read it, the intro passage is one of the most stunning and brutal tellings of Native American history. When NPR's Lynn Neary caught up with him at the big book convention called Book Expo, he was just becoming author-famous and adjusting to the attention. It wasn't a position he loved to be in, but felt like he had to play along to hold the door open for other Indigenous writers. Here's the piece. This message comes from NPR sponsor Sony Pictures Classics presenting Run, Lolo, Run. The high-octane cinematic sensation has returned to theaters in magnificent 4K. With 20 minutes to save her boyfriend's life, Lola runs through the streets of Berlin to reach him and somehow pick up 100,000 marks along the way. As the clock ticks down, the tiniest choices become life-altering, and the fine line between fate and fortune begins to blur. Get tickets now at runlolarunfilm.com. Tommy Orange grew up in Oakland. His mother is white, his father a member of the Cheyenne tribe. He wasn't much of a reader as a kid, but after graduating from college with a degree in sound engineering, he couldn't find work. So he got a job at a bookstore where he developed a passion for reading. You know, I was in my 20s and also searching for meaning, and I wasn't a reader, so fiction was a super novel thing for me, and the novel itself was, and I I just fell in love with it. The leap to writing seemed like a natural progression to Orange, and with the publication of his first novel, he took another leap, from the solitary world of reading and writing to center stage at Book Expo. They're going to introduce Tommy. He'll go up to the podium, read for a minute, take a couple questions, and then go back down there. Orange, who's not at all used to being the center of attention, was making the rounds with his publicist, from a main stage reading to signing his novel for independent booksellers from around the country. Good morning. It's so nice to meet you. You too. uh, My name is Joshua. Making an impression on booksellers is crucial to a young writer. And based on the feedback Orange was getting at this event, There There has very much caught the attention of the bookselling community. Hannah Oliver Depp is with Word Bookstores in Brooklyn and Jersey City. It is what we're calling our Word Reads, which means the entire Word Bookstore staff is recommending this book. The whole staff? The entire staff. Everybody's read it? Yeah, so the majority of our staff have read it or are actively reading it right now. And it is what people are talking about. We uh, pick a book a season to focus on, and this has very easily been voted as the one they want to promote. There There is a work of fiction, but it begins with a nonfiction essay. It shatters the myth of the stoic native that's been portrayed over the years by the iconic image of the Indian head, which was once ubiquitous on Nichols and on late-night TV. Orange replaces that benign image with brutal examples from history of violence against Indians. For native writers, there's, there's a kind of burden to set the record straight because it's been told wrong so long. So I was trying to find a way to do it in an interesting way, and I started finding all these connections around the Indian head and, and all these different ways that, that the Indian head has played out throughout history. 
Orange has drawn a lot of attention for being in the vanguard of a new generation of Native American writers. And in focusing his work on urban Indians, he's taken on a subject that has gotten scant attention in literature. Native people look like a lot of different things, and, and we are in cities now. I mean, 70% of Native people live in cities now, and and we just need a new story to build from, and I just wanted to try to do that. Aaron says his father had a traditional Native upbringing in Oklahoma, but he didn't have a lot of time to introduce his children to Native American culture. Aaron says that's a common experience for kids like him who grow up in a big city. Growing up on a reservation, you have a land base and you have a community of people, and um, I think it's easier to come to a, a solid identity in, in a situation like that than just being in the sprawl of buildings and uh, all different kinds of people. You might need to seek it out more actively if you're growing up in the city. Orange introduces a wide cast of characters in There There, all Native American, but with varying degrees of connection to the culture. One, a young boy named Orville Redfeather, becomes curious about his heritage and begins seeking information on the Internet and watching videos on YouTube and TV. In this excerpt from the novel, Orville discovers the art of Native American dancers. There on the screen, in full regalia, the dancer moved like gravity meant something different for him. It was like breakdancing in a way, Orville thought, but both new, even cool, and ancient-seeming. There was so much he'd missed, hadn't been given, hadn't been told. In that moment, in front of the TV, he knew he was part of something, something you could dance to. Orville hears that a powwow's coming to town and decides he wants to be part of it. The powwow becomes the centerpiece of the story, with all the characters eventually heading toward it. Orange says he always planned to structure the book around a powwow. It feels contemporary and traditional. It's intertribal. It's a marketplace where you sell art. You have dancing and singing and a big drum, and a, there's a loudness to, and a visibility. And so I think people who go to powwows, native or non-native, can really feel the spirit of, of Native people, or one aspect of it anyway. And it just fits really well within what the urban uh, Native community can be. Each character in the book is drawn to the powwow for different reasons. A struggling alcoholic finds some peace in drumming. A young woman has escaped an abusive marriage. Some would-be thieves plan a robbery that goes terribly wrong. Each has a backstory, and the ties that bind the characters gradually become clear. Orange says he wanted to create a large cast of characters to offset the stereotypes of Native people. There's a dehumanization that's happened with Native people because of all these misperceptions about what we are. And it's convenient to think of us as gone or drunks or dumb. Um, it's convenient to, to not have to think about a brutal history and people surviving and, and still being you know, alive and well today, thriving in various different forms of life, good and bad. I, I wanted to represent a range of human experience uh, as a way to humanize Native people. It's exciting. Back at his signing, booksellers were lining up to chat with Orange. I'm Abby. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, I love the book. Abby Fenewald of Book People in Austin, Texas, says There There is a surprising book. It brings together all of these various characters that I just felt so involved with. And then the ending is just this crazy, powerful moment. And then 
I was just left in shock at the end. As the signing goes on, Arne seems to grow more comfortable in the role of popular author. It's not his natural habitat, but he knows these days an author has to make an effort to sell his books. And he knows that if his book does well, it will help other Native American writers get deals in the future. There's tons of authors that are just emerging at the same time as me, and I think it's a really exciting time. Um, and I just want to help keep the momentum going and, and um, help usher in more voices. When the publicity blitz is over, Orange says, he looks forward to getting back to writing and teaching, mentoring would-be authors who hope to be in his position one day. Lynn Neary, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX is Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.